0: Hypothetically speaking, if you disappeared today, how, I don't know, use your imagination. But say you disappeared, you've vanished from the face of the earth. How long would it take the people around you to notice? Do your neighbours really watch you all that closely? Your employer and your co-workers would notice and surely do a bit of complaining about your absence. But would they really give a shit? They'd just assume you quit or were fired and had moved on to another terrible job. How many friends do you have who would care enough to at least stop by to check on you? How long before your family starts to wonder? You know, the family you see maybe three or four times a year at best. How soon is it until the next holiday? probably not soon enough. The truth is, we allow people to disappear from our lives every day and never take notice of it. Oftentimes, we're the one disappearing, slowly removing ourselves from all the people, places, and things we once loved. Two Flat Earthers Kidnap a Freemason Episode 6 the Observer's Local Horizon Two Flat Earthers Kidnapper Freemason Written and created by Jeremy Ellert Starring Charlie Wess Zane Schacht Jack Carmichael Lauren Grace Thompson Michelle Kelly Phil Sherwood Mike Paul Christian Lawrence Jordan Stillman, Lindsay Zanner, Jessa Jordan, Cale Brown. Two Flat Earthers Kidnapper Freemason is a work of serialized fiction. If this is your first time joining us, please go back and start with episode one.
1: Well, I know for sure it says smiling strange while you're looking at the leafy range, but that next part is where I start to lose it. Just let me look it up. No, don't look it up. I want to figure it out for myself. What is it? It's a message from Ed. Pfft. What do you have to say? Hey, Gail. I
0: tried calling Randy, but it went straight to a voicemail. Alien face emoji. Spotlight emoji. Question mark. Question mark. Ha ha, ha 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 I'll be at the arcade if you all want to hang out. I'd like to show you two a token of my appreciation for our friendship. Smile, Emmaji. Smile with the teeth out, Emmaji. Water gun, emoji. Moon, emoji. Ice cream, Emmaji. Mushroom, Emmaji. Sun,
1: Emmaji. The fuck's that supposed to mean? He's trying to be nice, Randy. Shoot the moon. Sunday fun day. He's playing mind games is what he's doing. And why is he texting you instead of me? It's not cool. He said he tried to call you. Doesn't mean I have to answer. What should I say? Reply with I-D-G-A-F. Shrug emoji, eye roll emoji. I'm not saying that. You're not saying it to his
0: face. What's that?
2: Ed sent a video
1: of Jacoby dancing to the happy birthday song. See? Damn, that's cute as shit. Don't tell Ed that, though. I won't. Wow. It's like, I know that dog can dance, but I am always so impressed every time I see it.
0: Right? Same here. Ed, click click choom, waited for his friends at the Neutral Zone Arcade until he ran out of tokens. Twice. Then, before heading out, Ed cashed in another $20 and hid his Neutral Zone tokens all around the arcade, placing them on arcade machines and in coin return slots. 80 little good moments just waiting for an unsuspecting stranger to find them. This was the way his visits to the Neutral Zone would always end. It had been Ed's tradition for as long as he'd been able to afford it, Next, Ed headed to the bookstore because he had more good days to make. Or at least, he thought that's what he'd be doing.
3: Excuse me, sorry. I was having trouble finding some books. I'm not sure what section to even look in, to be honest.
1: What titles are you looking for? Uh,
3: Behold a Pale Horse and the novelization of the Batman Forever movie.
1: For real? Okay. People usually just ask for the Great Gatsby or the things they carried. Um, you've actually stumped me here. Uh, I'll I'll need to look this up.
3: To the computer!
1: You're, uh, you're you're a fun guy, aren't ya?
3: I am not a mushroom.
1: Yeah, sure you are. Let's go find those books. Looks like you are in luck, my friend. Here you go. One copy of Behold a Pale Horse by Bill Cooper, and one copy of the novelization of the Batman Forever movie by Steve... Steve Batman. Weird. Um, also, I wanted to ask, are you a member of our Smallwood Books Platinum Members Club? Platinum members get an extra 10% off all non-books in the store. Uh, so, so what do you say? Can I sign you up to be a Platinum Smallwood Books member?
3: Does it cost anything to sign up?
1: No. All we would need is your name, zip code, and uh, email address.
3: Do you get a commission or a bonus or something for signing people up?
1: Not much, but yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'll sign up then.
1: It's nothing, so really don't worry about it. No, it's
3: okay. It's okay. I want to. You helped me, so I want to help you.
1: <laughs> you. You don't have to do that. Just a fair warning, they are going to spam the shit out of your inbox, and really, there's only like maybe 10 days a year when we aren't already having a 20% discount. I don't mind the
3: spam emails, they taste great with eggs.
1: <laughs> uh, your total now comes to 1332.
0: I've got the monies. As Ed retrieves a wad of Washingtons from his Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles themed wallet, He notices a familiar face on a flyer that's hanging from the checkout counter.
3: Oh hey, that's cool. I work with him. Old Wally Clay. Nice guy. Quality geezer. Quality geezer.
0: Old
1: mustache man didn't even bother to show up to his last two readings. Honestly though, can't blame him. I wouldn't show up if no one else was going to.
3: No one came? Damn.
1: We didn't even bother setting up the chairs for the last one.
3: Where the hell were you all day?
1: Right here.
4: Working from home 14 hours a day. Pregnant. Bored as shit.
3: At least you have Dee to keep you company.
4: You think that's what she's doing? Keeping me company?
3: I really don't mind watching Dee. She's hilarious. I legit think she might end up being the youngest cast member on Saturday Night Live next season.
4: It's different when you're their fun uncle. When you're not their resource and restriction for every single thing, every single minute of every single day. No,
3: I mean, I really don't mind watching Destiny. I've got it. It's taken care of. You're off work tonight, sis. Go take a nap, or watch a movie, or eat a cheesecake.
4: Do you know if the straw man is still playing at the Alamo Drafthouse?
3: The new Peel movie. Yes, I believe it is. Say less. Let me
4: get out of here before you change your mind. Destiny, your uncle is going to watch you tonight.
3: Hey, Dee, you want to blow some sh- You want to blow some stuff up? Alright, which one are you thinking? We've got some black cats, some Roman candles, and some sparklers here.
4: Sparklers! Really? Sparklers! Sparklers!
3: Well, okay, if you insist. You've got it. I'm about to light it. Are you ready?
4: Yes! It's a little later than expected. I took the long drive home. Just kind of feeling the music today.
3: No worries. You deserve to take some time for yourself. Plus, I love hanging out with a little weirdo. You know she has an imaginary friend named Billy Zane? But it's not the guy from Titanic.
4: How long has she been asleep?
3: We were both kind of nodding off. You want me to move her to her room?
4: Yeah, that'd be great. She sure loves her uncle, doesn't she?
3: And her uncle loves her. Seriously. Stop trying to fly around with a cape on. You don't have to be super mom 100% of the time. If you ever need time to yourself, just ask me to babysit. I've got you. Derek works, what, 600 hours a week? Y'all deserve a break sometime too.
4: Yeah, I know. But like, we don't wanna put all that on you. You've got your own life to worry about.
3: I'm just saying, I'm here if you need me. That's what family is for.
1: Oh my god, thank you, Ed, you're a lifesaver.
3: Is it just going to be me and Brandon moving everything?
1: No, no, no. No, 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 no.
0: Cool, cool.
4: No, Brandon is gone. Yeah, me and Brandon
3: have been done since last weekend. Shit, I'm sorry.
4: Don't be. I caught him eating a
2: whole mess of lunch meat.
3: That doesn't sound so bad.
2: Yeah, you didn't see how he was doing it, though.
3: So it's just going to be me, then?
2: No.
4: I'll be there, too.
3: Do you at least have a dolly or like boxes?
4: What's a dolly?
3: Don't worry about it. I'm pretty sure I can rent one from Peterson.
4: And don't think I'm not gonna pay you because I'm totally gonna pay you as soon as I get back on my feet.
3: The call center is hiring. Okay, well, try to have everything boxed up by Friday if you can.
4: Thank you,
2: thank you, thank you. Yeah,
3: bye, I love you. You think you know me,
2: you don't know me well
4: at all You think you know me, you don't know me well You think you know me, you don't know me well at all You think you know me, you don't know me well Take my time. And-
3: Finally, I just want to remind everyone that your badge is not only your ID, it's your ticket to the show. No one's getting in the building unless they have their Clark Communications badge in a visible and appropriate place. I don't want to have to hold the door closed on any of you folks next week. Anyone else have any more questions for me?
5: Always the most exciting part of our day. Let's all thank the very talented and very handsome Mr. Choom for visiting us today. it was just a role-playing exercise. No one really thinks you eat our garbage at night.
3: You didn't see the way Bert was looking at me when he said it.
5: Do you want me to fire him? Because I'll do it. I've done it before.
3: No, it's okay. Don't fire him.
5: Ugh, fuck Bert. Little bag of crap. Ugh.
3: Now, see, I think you're going too hard.
5: It's funny because my judo trainer says
2: I don't go hard enough. Edward, I've just been back from the roof, and do you know what I've found? Inner peace? No. Hmm. A rainbow? No. I've just found two dozen half-filled cans of soda on the roof. They appear to be staged. As if someone is intentionally collecting them. Do you know who that person is, Ed? Not me. Isn't it, though? No. Isn't it, though? No. Who else goes up on the roof, Ed?
3: Obviously you were up there. Fair enough. Walt from HR goes up there.
2: Ed, see to it that the cans are removed. Thank you.
3: Got it, got it.
5: <laughs> Why are you collecting old energy drink cans on the roof? It's for
3: a science experiment. A science experiment.
5: That's so cute. What are you in the sixth grade?
3: Haha. <laughs> what time is it?
5: Uh, we've got 15 minutes left on this break.
3: I'm not on break. I'm driving to Mevo later, so I took the rest of the day off.
5: New special friend?
3: No. I have to drop some stuff off.
5: Exciting. Well, in that case, hit the road. You don't have to just sit here while I finish.
3: No, it's okay. This is usually one of the better parts of my day.
5: Me too. Is your sister Camille still planning on having that big gender reveal party this weekend?
3: Yeah, I still have to build a gender reveal smoke and confetti cannon. It's so stupid.
5: Well, don't accidentally set half the countryside on fire or anything.
3: Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, be like, it's a girl, run for your lives!
0: As a floor manager at the Clark Communications Call Center, Charlotte held very few responsibilities, monitoring call times and restroom breaks, sending memes to other hard-working floor managers, playing smashed potatoes on her phone. But as a member of the Order of the Eastern Star, it was Charlotte's sole responsibility and sworn duty to watch over a special figure held in esteem at the very center of Freemasonry, the Owl of Euclid. You might know him by his common name, Walter Clay. You also might be putting two and two together now that Charlotte is pretty shit at both her jobs. Walt's sudden disappearance had thrown a not-so-welcome wrench into Charlotte's carefully managed routine. All the time she was spending searching for the owl caused her to miss out on, like, a lot of smashed potatoes loyalty login bonuses. And those things are cumulative, so it's not like she's getting those back. Charlotte had been staking out all of Walt's usual haunts. The break room, the roof, Fairmount Park, Smallwood Books, the Botanical Garden, Sculpture Park, the Arby's. Nothing. After two weeks, it was time to call the
2: launch. 7477
0: (laughs) 7477358 Hello? It's Charlotte, I- This had better be worth it. I'm working on a turkey at the moment and my rolling hand had better not get cold. Uh,
2: Well, first I would like to formally request that no matter what I tell you, you can't be mad at me.
0: Must be pretty bad then.
2: It is, yes. So, do you promise?
0: Indeed. I promise.
2: And furthermore, brother, I ask you to pinky swear.
0: I pinky swear. Now what is it, Charlotte?
2: The owl is missing.
0: Fuck off. Serious. Did you check Fairmount Park? I did. Nothing. Not even a feather. And he didn't say that he'd be doing anything out of the ordinary. No. Nothing's on the schedule. Mm. And if the Illuminati or the white boys get their hands on the owl, it's only a matter of time before.
2: I understand. Mm.
0: You're very fortunate to have opted for the pre confession, Pinky Swear. And you know the cost of fixing this issue, yes? I do. The last time the owl went missing, we ended up with a book, movie and festival, all dedicated to our little fiasco. I'll need to alert the nest right away. Do we have
2: to tell the others? I mean, this might be nothing.
0: For your sake, Charlotte, I do hope this reveals itself to be nothing more than a three's company level mix-up. What was all that about? The owl is missing. Are you serious? Did anyone check the Arby's?
3: Hi, I'm Ed. I'm the guy who called earlier about your dad's stuff. He's not my dad. Right, sorry. I mean Kevin Bird. When I was clearing out his apartment, I put together a box of a few specific things I thought you or maybe someone in the family might want. Some pictures, baseball glove, trophies, stuff like that. I also picked up new copies of Doc's two favorite books, Behold the Pale Horse and the novelization of the Batman Forever movie.
6: Uh, okay. Thanks, I guess.
3: You know, he was a pretty cool guy. He talked about you a lot.
6: You're probably thinking of my sister, Kelly.
3: No. You're Jimmy, right?
6: Yeah. That's me.
3: Yeah, no. Doc used to talk about you all the time.
6: I'm... I'm sure. Well, thanks for the box of shitty reminders, Ned. I'll see ya.
3: It's Ed. You're welcome, and- Okay, just slam the door in my face.
4: You think you know me, you don't know me well at
6: all Think you know me back already, huh?
3: Give me back the book. What? Give me back the book. The novelization of Batman Forever. You're not going to read it, so give it back to me.
6: You want me to give back the book you just gave me?
3: Yeah, I do. Give it back. I only bought you a new one because I'm the one who lost Doc's old copy.
6: Why do you keep calling him Doc? You know he wasn't a doctor, right?
3: Yes, he was. He was a military doctor.
6: The closest Kevin Bird ever came to being a doctor, or in the military for that matter, Was when he walked by a
3: spirit Halloween. Well, either way, he was a good person and he deserves- Oh,
6: okay. And, uh, good people abandon their families? Good people steal their kids' toys and pawn them for meth money? Hmm?
3: I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't know- It's
6: fine. It's- It's okay.
3: For the record, though, he wasn't all bad, I guess. After he got sober, he taught a rescue dog how to dance at a professional level. Bad people don't do stuff like that. One time when I lost my keys, he showed me how to hotwire a car.
6: That's real nice. The only thing he ever showed me how to do was punch a hole in the wall without breaking my hand.
3: Oh. I can teach you how to hotwire a car right now if you've got like 20 (laughs) minutes.
6: Oh. Honestly, that's the only thing you've mentioned that sounds anything like the Kevin Bird I knew.
3: I know at the time you needed him, he maybe wasn't the best, but when I knew him, he always did seem to be trying to be a good person.
6: Well, congratulations, Ed. As the last mildly giving-a-shit member of Dr. Kevin Bird's estate, I'd like for you to be responsible for carrying on his legacy. If Kevin, if my dad, had any stories worth sharing, you'll know them better than I do.
3: I promise I'll do my best.
6: Yeah, I don't really give a shit. I'm, I'm sorry. I know I probably sound like a dick, but...
3: No, I get it. Believe me, I used to talk the same way about my mom. If you change your mind and decide you want to stuff, or if you want to just look at it or whatever, it's still yours and.
6: I wanna blow it the fuck up. That's what I want to do with it.
3: Yeah, really?
6: Fuck yeah, I would. Honestly, that would make my day.
3: If you have like five minutes, I can show you something else, Kevin Tommy.
6: TikTok goes a cloud. Tick-tock,
4: ticky-tock
0: Tick-tock goes a clock that I'll wait for you Two Flat Earthers Kidnap a Freemason Written and created by Jeremy Ellett Actor Direction by Danielle Ellett the opening and closing theme for Two Flat Earthers are both by Gladrags. Special thanks to our associate producers, Daniel Naruta and Anthony Sigmund Lowry. If you'd like to help Good Point make more weird audio fiction, then visit patreon.com forward slash goodpoint. If you enjoyed listening to this episode of Two Flat Earthers Kidnapper Freemason please leave us a rating, review, codex, or riddle on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. Stay tuned, because after today's episode, we'll be bringing you a sneaky preview of another show we love. It'll be great, just trust me.